Welcome to Rugged Theology, a Mile One Mission podcast where we talk theology, church planting, and drink coffee. Welcome to another episode of Rugged Theology. I'm Adam Diamond, an intern with Mile One Mission. I'm Matt Leahy, and I'm a church planter with Mile One Mission. I'm Steve Daw. I'm the director of education with Mile One Mission, and I'm also an elder at Calvary Baptist Church. My name is David Drover, and I'm also an intern with Mile One Mission. Cool. Well, welcome, guys. And uh, how's everyone doing? Matt, you haven't been back with us for a while. Yeah, no, I've been gone for a couple of weeks, hey? I'm, but I'm, I'm doing good. I'm uh, a bit tired today. It's, uh, you know, Rough on the kids? Yeah, so we got three young kids, and some nights are harder than others, so I don't have a coffee, and I'm tired. Why don't we have coffee? Like, this is coffee, church planting, and theology. I know. I, I had a coffee earlier today, and I try to... I just don't have a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I left my coffee in my office, so... Well, me and Dave... We have coffees. I have a nice coffee. Cheers. Yay. So today we're going to be talking about the Imago Dei. You just wanted to speak Latin, didn't you? I did. Mm-hmm. I love it. Actually, that's, there's very few, very little Latin I can speak. Even even more I can't understand. So who wants to you know, welcome our audience into what the Imago Dei is? Like When we say Imago Dei, what do we mean? It means we were created in the image of God. That's a direct translation from Imago Day. Okay, creating the image of God. So, let's be let's just work that out. What is what does it mean to be created in the image of God? Well, I think first of all we need to uh, express what what it means when we say that you know that why we would say that we are made in the image of God. I mean, it's not something that everybody would agree with generally. It's a Christian, Jewish kind of doctrine um and yeah if we, I, I don't think if we walked up someone you know joe below on the street and be like hey do you believe that you are created in the image of god you yeah. would probably get some strange looks on average most people would probably have a question there unless they are in fact a christian or a jew or some from some culture like that hey matt why don't you go try it out? no <laughs> So, okay, uh, can someone give me a scriptural reference? You know, obviously it's a very obvious to us place to start, but can someone point out where it says, you know, we are created in the Im- image of God? Well, Genesis 1, 26 and 27. I don't know if we want to read it out, but... I think that might be useful. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, so starting in verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of heavens and over the livestock over all the earth and over the cre- every creeping thing that creeps on the earth verse 27 so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them all right mm. so that's pretty heavy seems pretty straightforward yeah but it's also full of theological goodness like that's a heavy passage we got man being created in the image in the likeness we have been created to have dominion we are created male and female i mean that's it's there's a lot to talk about or that we could talk about and that's even before you get to the 
basic weird weirdness of the language that's being used there. Like, for example, that man itself, as we understand it, the word in Hebrew for man or mankind is Adam, mm -hmm. or the what becomes the proper name of the man in the next chapter. Hey, it's Adam. I'm Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, though Adam <laughs> is a play on Adama, which means ground. Or dirt. So or you're dirt, Adam. No, it just means I can't go any lower. It's only up from here. Which, if you read to chapter 2, verse 7, it's created from the dust. And to dust I shall return. There you go. I remember that in a book somewhere. It's there somewhere. It is. Okay, so Genesis tells us we have created the image of God. But what what does that mean? Like, image, do, do we look exactly like God? Is that what it's saying? Well, there's a lot of debate around that, right? So... Of course, people have postulated, well, it, since the Bible says that we're created in the image of God, we are therefore the exact replica in the image of God. Physical, bones, sinew, tendons. That's the one extreme of it. But then there's other discussions about, well, does being created in the image of God mean that we have, uh, in our original state, been endowed with, you know, uh, a moral perfection or an... an uh, a righteous positivity, uh, an uprightness. Does it mean that being created in the image of God, uh, it also comes with it, you know, it sets us apart from animals in that, you know, we can rationalize, we have conscience. Uh, it's well, and I mean, in, each, in most of these cases, we're really going to be dealing with arguments from silence for the most part, with a few exceptions. I mean, uh, Mormons would go so far as to say that you know as god as god is or what uh as we are now god once was so they would actually believe that you know you can become your own god and part of that's because you know we're made in the image of god and so we're just the same thing now obviously that's not the truth because the bible also tells us that you know god is spirit and whoever will worship him must worship him in spirit and truth so god if god is a spirit then we can't you know god wouldn't have a physical body well, not in in and of himself. No. So, oh, can we rule out then what Matt first said, that one extreme of saying that we are created in the exact likeness of God in bones, muscle, etc.? I think so. I mean, another way you could think about it is if, I mean, you think about God and his character, as the Bible says, is the fact that he's omnipresent, which means that God is everywhere. Yeah. I'm looking around at you guys and... We're all right here and nowhere else. <laughs> yeah, pretty so, much. I mean, <laughs> and of course, there are other incommunicable attributes of God that obviously humans don't have. We're not omniscient. Mm. Um, we uh, we don't uh, have absolute righteousness in ourselves. We are not the definition of all things good. We are yeah. not all powerful as much and as we may think we are. Just just to highlight too a word that Steve just dropped: incommunicable. Incommunicable. I said that right, right? Right. And communicable attributes. Basically, the incommunicable ones are the ones that we don't have. Like when we're talking about we're creating the image of God, the incommunicable ones are the ones that we don't have that God does have, whereas right. the communicable ones are the attributes that we, we share that we can have. Right. Um, just to clarify that, too, because I think that's an important point as we will continue on to discuss. Sorry for the big word. I'm it's glad someone has the gift of interpretation. I, I was going to bring it up <laughs> later, so I'm just... It's been a while <laughs> since we've had like our $5 theological word of the day, though incommunicable attributes of God. Mm, so that's your word of the day if you're listening. But do you, do you guys remember what the words of the day were 
at the beginning because I yeah. mentioned there were some party words. Yeah, I mean that that was our days of propitiation, mm-hmm. incommunicable, in incommunicable, incommunicable. I'm not even going to try it because I have a bit of a speech <laughs> impediment and I'm not even doing it. Not even going there. Right. That's fair. Okay. So we're not the physical image of God. So what image of God do we have? Well, and I mean, it's it's important that we recognize too that the text says uh, both uh, in uh, make man in our image and after our likeness. Yep. So it's uh, there is a likeness involved here. Uh, also notice the plural there, our Mm. Yep, and also if you like, as you read to the end of verse twenty-seven, it's he created them, male and female. Right. So that's another thing that we might want to look at too when it comes to the likeness of God in humanity. We're not saying that, uh, for example, that men are more in the image of God than women, or that uh, one certain group of men uh, of humanity is more in the image of God than any other. This isn't. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, I mean, I may be the most handsome person in the room right now, but that doesn't mean... <laughs> Absolutely. Fact. <laughs> Glad you guys agree. Now I wish I had a you know, sound effect. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, if I can just jump on that real quick, and we might not have to get into this right away, but I think that also speaks volumes to, to think about creating an our image. I mean, we all believe in this table that God is a trinity. So the mm-hmm. Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And then to draw that out and to say that he created us male and female in his image i mean that has leaps and bounds for for what that means for us as we deal with men and women relationships uh, but we we'll get in more to that i think a little later on when we talk about the the outcomes of it all but yeah right. so w- image of god it's obviously very important but what makes us like okay we can look around, we see humans are definitely different from every other created creature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we have built civilizations for one, we, how we interact with each other. Do you think that's attributed to the image of God? Well, God's a pretty creative God. He spoke everything into existence. He's creating. He works. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess one facet of being created in the image of God is that we're created with the ability to be creative because we are the representation of God, right? And so, um, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that goes a little further into the text that we go, uh, look at a little further. And I mean, I, this is one that my environmentalist friends get mad at me for pointing out, but in verse 28, it says, And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the every ling- living thing that moves on the earth. Now, uh, contrary to what some would say, that doesn't mean that we get to do whatever we want with nature because, you know, nature is there to serve us. Rather, we are supposed to take care of nature. We are supposed to have uh, some semblance of uh, the authority that God had over the nature that we have, but we actually create that kind of authority. We are working towards that kind of situation. So it's uh, all of those things that you mentioned from, again, the image of God or from what God does and what God has does in some sense translate to us. So the that kind of situation should be communicable to us. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I came across a part in... Uh, 
James that kind of goes to that. And Matt, you'll like this because you're reading through James. But James chapter 3, verse uh, 7 says, Every kind of animal, bird, reptile, and fish is tamed and has been tamed by humankind. And well, it, it's in reference, obviously, to the tongue and how deceitful and how you know troublesome our tongues can be. And it's untamed. But it also makes a good point about to that, you know, to that point you just made, Steve, that, you know, even James points out that, you know, mankind has tamed all the animals, that we are above all the animals. And I think that's a key factor that we need to remember. And, you know, the image of God is the very reason we are separated from the rest of creation. Right. And what is what makes, you know, we'll get into implications of that later, but... Uh, and I, I'd be careful there, too, because we said separated from the rest. Of, I think we are different from the rest of creation, but we are still created mm-hmm. in the image of God. So we are actually creatures, not um, we are not little gods in that sense. No, no, we're not little gods. I mean, we brought up the Mormonism. We're not we're not going around like, hey, you know, I'm I am now in the image of God. I am my own God. Now I am just like God. Well, do we, we do have to be careful because there are people who would go that far. I don't think that's actually what the text would mean here. No, and when we say likeness, and uh, sorry, Matt, you were gonna, you were leaning in there pretty. Imp- yeah, I, I just I was thinking back to a conversation myself and, and Steve had earlier uh, about being created in the image of God and and what it means to be an image bearer. Um, and so, Adam, I don't mean to take your throne, but can I? I can ask Steve to maybe elaborate on what does it mean to be an image bearer. We, we discussed about you know images in the ancient Near East and yeah. what they represented. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I'm not, uh, again, I'm ki- going to be kind of circumspect about making uh, full-on statements about what God means by this. That's fair. I think that the dex- text is going to be mostly silent on a lot of these things, and where the text of Scripture is silent, I think we need to be cautious, um, very cautious. I mean, we like, to, we like to imagine that the things that we imply in our own heads are in the Scripture, but they're not. Um, but I do think that uh, I, I was talking about how in the ancient Near East, an image would be used to by a, an authority figure or a king to show their authority over an area or region. And as images that we would be, the images are important in, in that they are a reflection of the majesty and authority of the person granting the ma- who has the majesty and authority and is showing it through the image. Um, and of course, we kind of have the same feeling. That's why right now when uh, people are very angry at certain facets of our history, they destroy things made in images, uh, statues of, say, for example, Sir John A. MacDonald and things like that. And other groups are fairly angry about that, not because they're really, they really, really liked that statue, but because of the kind of statements that are being made by an attack on that image. And I, I would say that's kind of a similar situation we have when it comes to God's creating us in his image. Yeah, we bear God's image. And I think it comes back again to you can really see it in how we as human beings interact with each other as opposed to the rest of creation. We are much more like we converse with each other very well. Uh, we have intellectual thought. We we are able to think of, you know, and give praise and worship back to the God that created us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're very relational beings. And uh, it just goes on of how how special humankind really is. Mm-hmm. 
and we are quite a gr great deal different than uh, I think other forms of uh, creatures. And I mean, you know, you are going to see these articles all the time about saying that animals have, you know, societies or that. It's a lot more rudimentary than what we're talking about when it comes to humanity. I mean, humans think in abstractions would be another simple point. Well, I could think about what does it mean to be human? Right. A, a dog is not able to think. What does it mean to be a dog? Or at least we've never heard them communicate it with us anyway. <laughs> um, but at the same time, we also uh, we have concepts that we use every day. Um, our language tends to be very abstract in its in its in its expression. I mean, you can't point to large chunks of what we're saying in our language to, in the world around us. Like even statements like "world around us," uh, they're not. When I say world, I'm not just saying, you know, outside my head. I'm saying, you know, I'm, I have a whole bunch of concepts that are appended to that idea. Mm -hmm. Well, even saying something like the world around us kind of shows how we're different from the animal world. I mean, the world around us, the implication of saying that is that we have a conscience. We are aware. We are uh, aware of our surroundings. We right. are just aware, right? And, of course, this is what... Uh, I mean, it's controversial, but it's what we refer to when we, we say that we that humans would have a soul. There's something different, something that arises out of our cognition that we call ourself. That's why you'll run into a lot of philosophers that are going to point out that I am not a body and express something called the mind-body problem, uh, something that honestly there are segments of our society that would like to ignore, but the fact is there is something called our brain and there mm -hmm. is something called our mind and they're different yeah we need to be more than just be able to say that we're creatures that have you know, become conscious right or that we have gained consciousness you need to be careful because then well why if our brains could become conscious why haven't other animals become conscious and then you're also saying well then matter has the ability to somehow become conscious of itself well, there's also a qualitative difference between uh, what you'd see with normal, uh, with uh, let's say what your computer is doing and what your brain is, what, and what well, and what your brain is doing, and then added to that, what your mind is doing. I mean, it, it's kind of hard to express it, but there are th there are facets to who we are that aren't easily expressed physically, mm -hmm. and I think that that's what you see when we say. I'd say that's one of the facets that we see in being created in the image of God. All right, boys. So that's, you know, a pretty good introduction to what is the image of God. Now let's see, okay, why is it so easy for us to get this wrong? Why do we get it wrong? Why do we come to people who, you know, you see Christians and they just completely botch the image of God and what that means? Well, I think part of it is, Steve kind of hinted at it earlier, when we read the text itself, it's silent on a lot of things. So where there's silence from the Bible, it, there's a lot more room if you're not cautious to be in error. Um, so I think that's part of it just because it's not as clear what that exactly means throughout Scripture. I think also it, it culture, our upbringing, our experiences, we bring those into Scripture as well. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to approach Scripture. If, if I think we'd all be... We'd all agree on saying this. It's very hard to approach scripture from a um, w by dropping off our cultural 
and our upbringing and everything around us. It, it's very difficult to do that. And so it, we should be trying to do that. We should be understanding it, you know, in, in its original uh, context. Anyway, but I think bringing in your culture. So in the West, we live in a very I culture, I, me. And so when you read passages like we are created in the image of God, you, you, you almost want to say, well, I am created in the image of God, therefore I am a God. It, it'd be very easy for someone to make that um, make that leap. So, yeah. yeah. Can we do like a little newfie segment here for a second? Sure, go ahead. Matt just reminded me when he says all the I or me. So if you go out to, if you go, <laughs> I'm sorry, if you go out to the southern, the southern peninsula, if you go out west, you're either here like, me, I'm some tired, me. Or you're here, I am some tired, I. <laughs> and I just brought that back, and that's a very unique thing in Newfoundland. You'll, you hear that repetition of, me, I'm some tired, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right on, guys. <laughs> so, so, that's anyways. a little segue <laughs> for Newfoundland. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we, we messed this up. I can remember seeing videos. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of turmoil in the United States. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people kicking up fo- face foss about face masks. And then claiming the image of God for a reason to not wear a mask, saying I'm covering up the image of God by covering up my face. Uh, don't think like that. I'm sure they're, I'm hoping they walk around clothed too. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, let, let's really hope. But it, it just goes to show how like we can really mess this up. And well, people think images and... Well, I mean... It's also important when you look at that, I mean, the things that we're seeing in the U.S. too. I mean, there's been a long history of misinterpreting this through our own sinfulness. And I think that's actually another point that we need to deal with because, I mean, despite being created in the image of God, the greatest violence that was ever done to the image of God was what our first father Adam did by becoming a sinner. And that moves into all forms of our lives, including our cognitive functions, which means that we try to import our sin into the text of scripture and gain validations for it. I mean, this is where you get ideas like, uh, I don't know, that uh, the mark of Cain was a, was a weird uh, construct that you saw in the south of the U.S. when they tried to explain why they thought slavery was a good idea. Yeah, that was, in, that was also in the uh, in a, well, pre-edited version of the Mormon Book of Mormon, wasn't it? The I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, I think it was black people had the market cane. That was the market. Well, sell. I mean, that was that was the theory that yeah. was going. But I mean, that's obviously if you read the text and anything about Cain, you recognize that that's absolutely not the fact, and it has nothing to do with anything that you're you're dealing with. They've got they've got they've they've had questions about you know when it talks about uh, Shem uh, Shem Ham and Japheth after Noah was. Uh, came out of the ark talking about slavery and again that's that would be just another quick example of how we can misread the text because we're looking into and that's even more the case when it comes to the image of god Uh, i mean we can get in the we can import some of darwinian evolutionary theory into our understanding of it you know there's there's different levels of the image of god and you know you know my my group happens to be in the best one for some i've always found it interesting that uh people who happen to have a lack of melanin in their skin tend to imagine that that makes them superior i again because (laughs) they've read the scriptures with that assumption and then place that on what they see there and then uh, surprise surprise that's what comes out 
Yeah, it just goes to show that as sinful beings, sinful creatures, we often will, you know, try to prove what we want right. to be proved to be true. Though this is uh, one of the corruptions of being created in the image of God. We talked about how the being in the image of God meant we're rational, that we can be reasonable, that we can have abstractions, that we try to do. Th- we try to validate. Sorry, Steve, you said this is one of the things of being. Uh, one of the corruptions of being made in the image of God, I would say, this yeah. is one of the corruptions of being born into sin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Though I, I would say that because we were made in the image of God, sin corrupts what is good. Ah, uh, there you go. Okay. I mean, what was good in our creation in the image of God is corrupted by our sinfulness. Beautiful. Great clarification. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, and so, yeah, we end up creating things and understanding things wrongly through our own sinfulness. So just to jump in there too, I think that's probably another area, like kind of that clarification where we can mess this up is because if we stop at Genesis 1 and say, oh, we're creating the image of God, it's easy to assume, well, oh, well, we're good then. Yeah, we're to awesomeness. <laughs> right? Fi- yeah, go go finish in, in chapter 3 where then we see that, you know, that whole idea, but we call that the fall mm-hmm. um, as, as humanity who has created good fell into sin, fell into darkness and all this sort of stuff. And because of that initial sin from Adam, like that image was not, not completely taken away, but it was broken. It was shattered. It was corrupted. Um, And that's, and that's kind of what leads us in now, like to think about how all of humanity are, are sinners and how we deal with that. Part of the reason that is, is because the image that we were originally kind of created and, and made for is, is broken it's because of that corruptedness um and evil that's there so just right. to connect that dots there is there's a point where we can we can miss the image of god because we miss the fact that human humanity did fall and that our current state is that that image is shattered broken or corrupted whatever word you want to throw in there all right guys we're coming up on a half hour so thankfully we uh if you want more of this conversation there will be a part two um so Thanks for listening and look forward to the next part where we'll further get into the image of God and what it means for Christians. Why We'll get in further to the implications of that and you know what our sin has done. So look forward to that. If you want to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland, please visit us at mileonemission.ca.